the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for next hour, we're talking about car and car repair problems, how to diagnose car repair problems, and how to talk to your technician, and how to look them in the eye and and say, are you going to fix my problem? I don't care what your diagnosis is, but I'm going to pay you one time to fix my problem, and that's it. So the responsibility for the diagnosis and the repair belongs to the shop. It does not belong to your husband or to your wife or to the neighbor, race car driver, or any of that stuff. Doug, you're still on the line, right? Yes. Okay. Now, Doug, what I want to do is I want to recreate the conversation you had. Folks, Doug um, had called the shop, and my daughter had I had told me about it, and I called him. And we talked. And so we're going to regenerate in a short period of time the phone conversation we had. So, Doug, you start. All right. What, what was going on was uh, the uh, vehicle, uh, the oil light requirement kept coming on, and I would take it into the dealer. And they would, they would add the oil, you know, no charge. Uh, it was always, uh, it was still under warranty. And so I asked them uh, about the oil consumption, and the guy said, well, that's just normal with uh, the high-performance car like the M5. And I, like a lot of people, went online, uh, saw that there were other people that uh, were experiencing the same problem, and, of course, the people that do that kind of stuff online are the people that have the problems. The people that don't have the problems don't don't get involved with that. But anyway, long story right. short, um, I said, I I, I ask you if there was another reason, and you suggested, and you mentioned the compression okay, hold on, hold of on. the engine. And okay, hold on. So, wait, wait. You you told me that you had this consumption problem on right. your M5, right? And, and you said you were taking it back, and they were adding oil, right? And, and I and I said okay, and I had to verify that you had a consumption problem, and you told me that that certainly it was at, it was at the ad mark or below the ad mark every time they would add oil. Yes. And you told me it was about a quart every thousand miles or yes. so. Yes, yes. And then I said to you, how do you drive this? Do you <laughs> yeah. drive it like with a with a glass of water between your legs and you never spill the water? Or are you driving like your 16-year-old son would drive that car? And you said, no, I drive it like a little old lady. Right. And I said, I said... Do you, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm trying to give the the people a flavor of how this conversation goes. I said, do you ever just punch that son of a gun to the floor and let her rip? And you said no. And I said, what's hold on, what's the matter? What you like? Say? You drive all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I've never had an oil consumption problem in my life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, so the other, I'll tell you a story about that in a minute. 
<laughs> so I, I said, um, so you're just kind of pussyfooting it all the way the time. Oh, yeah, Mark, I'm not driving it a lot. You know, I'm just, and I said, this is what I want you to do. When you get on the freeway, I want you to look around and make sure there's nobody going to be in danger. And I want you to stuff that thing to the floor. And I want you to count 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, maybe 1,005. You'll be at the bottom of the ramp then. I want you to merge into traffic and back off the throttle. And I want you to do that every time you get on the freeway that you can do it safely. Exactly and I want you right. to do that from from stop signs. If there's nobody around and you can do it safely, I you got to take this horse out of the barn. <laughs> See, you're taking this horse out of the barn, and you're walking him around the barn two times a day. <laughs> I want you to take the horse out, and I want you to run him a mile down the road and walk him back every day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and let me tell you, it's a lot more fun this way. <laughs> <laughs> Have you gotten any tickets? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I'm very, I'm very careful. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I, I want to tell you, there, there has been times in my life. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. My son built a twin turbo Corvette. This is the most wicked car I have ever driven in all my life. I'm north of sixty, so I take it out on the Indian reservation where I'm all by myself. And I, I'm in first gear, and at about 70, I shift into second. And as soon as I shift into second, the back end slides out from underneath me. The car goes down the road sideways. I'm looking at all this beautiful desert knowing full well I am headed for the desert. And then all of a sudden, the nose of the car came around. And the next thing I know, I'm driving down the street normally. I bet that 100 plus miles and I'm going what happened so I go back to the shop and I tell my son he's 38 and I said that car's just unsafe I mean you can't even throttle it up without busting the back loose and having the back end spin out from underneath you and you know what I'm talking about because your M5 will do the same thing and and so he, he says so what happened and I said all of a sudden now let me explain I want you to think that the nose of the car faces 12 o'clock, okay? Right. So I'm going down the road at 12 o'clock. All of a sudden, the nose of the car is facing 9 o'clock, so now I'm going down the road sideways. Are you with me? Yes. <laughs> but I'm still going towards 12 o'clock, but the nose of the car is pointing at 9 o'clock. He goes, Dad, the car has stability control and traction control. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah. I said, it's a 2006. He goes, it's got stability control. So what that means is is the computer saw that the steering wheel was all combobulated. The computer knew I had already peed my pants. The computer <laughs> the computer saw that the car was going north but facing west. And so the computer applied that rear brake, brought the nose around, and I lived. Yeah. And I lived. And so... The, I'm telling you this, and only you this, I'm telling you this because it's true, and because, but you honor me, and and thank you for for bringing my daughter into this, because I'm very proud of my daughter and my son at at our business. This this show isn't about our business, but I'm very honored that that you brought her up, and um, this is what we do. Now, we can't fix everybody's car, and so you can't call the shop every day, but there are times that, that you go through filters at the shop, and if my daughter or my son thinks that that's something I can talk to, and especially if we can do an exchange of, of conversation, do you do this? No, I don't. Have you ever done this? Yes, I have. What about this? What about? Because that exchange helps me narrow down what we're looking at. So I want you to continue to do what you're doing. I, I want you to roughhouse that thing every once in a while. You've now seated the rings. 
So now that's what you should have done in the first 10,000 miles. Yes. But I want you to do this on a regular basis until you hit about 25, and then you can go back to your grandma driving. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. That, 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 that may be kind of tough now. but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, you've got to do this, though. You, it, now, are you married? <laughs> no, I'm actually not. So. <laughs> okay. I don't have that where well, I don't have that concern uh but uh you know it's just one of those things that uh my dad and you know, I grew up in a GM family I grew up my dad worked for General Motors for uh, 30 plus years uh uh I I'm one of those people that I know enough about cars to be dangerous so, <laughs> yes and I so, don't pretend anyway. to be a mechanic but I I what you guys do on the radio I, I mean I I just think it's 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 great. It, it's great. It's it's too bad that uh, there are people out there that will take advantage of people that are older or younger. Uh, but uh, you know, I listen to your show when I can on Saturday mornings, and I just wanted to tell you that I appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for that. I'm I'm honored that you called in and stuff like that. You know, we do get a lot of calls and emails, hundreds and hundreds of right. calls and emails, and I'm doing the best I can. If you'd leave me your phone number, then a lot of times I'll call you. And if I call you, I'm going to call from a blocked line because Renee won't let me have anything but a blocked line because she doesn't want the phone ringing 24-7 when, when I'm at her beck and call. When I'm out in the barn painting her stuff and fixing up her stuff. Oh, that won't happen anymore. Don't worry. <laughs> You're done. I fired you. <laughs> So, so we 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 still have to have a life, and that that phone can't can't be ringing, and, and and then my phone number can't get out so that people call me from from a lot. But I am willing to help you if you'll just give me a uh, a phone number on your email and give me basically what you're making, model, and how many miles you have in your car, and tell me what the symptoms are. Now that really helps me. Again, we talked earlier this morning about a lady with a squeal first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. and the shop said it was the transmission. I haven't heard what the outcome of that is, but I'll tell you what I told her. I'll eat your transmission and I'll drink the fluid if the symptoms you have are are going to be a transmission because they're not. Right. And 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 here's what happens in our industry and it happens in everybody's industry. The construction industry is not without bad guys. Doctors, dentists, lawyers, judges, um, electricians, uh, laborers. Uh, what I else? Know. Can we, yeah. Accountants are probably the worst. <laughs> um, it it it. It's our industry has their fair share of bad guys, mm-hmm. it, and you could you could charge someone thirty five hundred dollars to replace the transmission, and then what you do is replace the ten dollar idler bearing that would have otherwise cost the customer seventy five dollars in and out diagnosis, bearing and labor to install it. So you replace the idler bearing, and you paint up the transmission, and you hand them the keys, and you tell them good. Now their squeal's gone, but you just took them to the cleaners. Right. And and every time you look underneath there, you'll see a transmission that's been painted, but in reality, it's never been out of the car. And in reality, you never got anything. So you paid $3,500 for what effectively was a $75 to $100 bill. Mm -hmm. Now, this could be an air conditioning compressor on this car, and if that's the case, it's a $400 bill or $500 bill. Probably more than that, but yeah. Compressor? It's With labor? What, it, I was talking about the compressor. Okay. 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 All right. But I'll talk in totals. Okay. Um, certainly 750 to 1,000. Parts, labor, freon, and everything. Right. So, but the compressor is 500, 4 to 500. Mm-hmm. So that pales into comparison to the $3,500 transmission. Oh, absolutely. Bit. So that's why why the show is here is we're trying to give you 
what you need to identify bad guys. And I want you, if you remember anything, here's what I want you to ask. Right now, everybody's selling all kinds of services that don't appear in your owner's manual. I want everyone to repeat after me. What symptoms do I have today that you're going to fi fix with your suggested flush of my engine, flush of my intake, flush of my throttle blades, flush of my exhaust, flush of my transmission, flush of this? It's called a wallet flush, folks. In, in, in behind the walls, it's called a wallet flush. We're flushing the money out of your wallet. So you just look them in the eye. Now, here's the right answer. You ask me, transmission. What are you gonna What are you gonna fix? What are you you're the customer. You're what the are customer. you gonna fix with my uh, transmission service? Yes. Okay, come on over here. I pull the dipstick and I touch it on your chrome bumper, and the fluid is as brown as brown can be. I walk over and get a new quart of fluid, and I stick it in my finger in it, and I touch right next to it, and it's cherry red and clear as can right. be. I say to you, there. That's what I'm gonna fix. Yeah. You say to me, what symptoms are you gonna correct with your suggested repair? And I say to you. Does your car idle erratically first thing in the morning and only first thing in the morning? Yes. Does your car sometimes idle high and sometimes low under the same circumstances? Yes. I'm going to fix that when I clean your throttle blades. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fix that. Yeah. So do you have a problem that every time you stop abruptly, there's a clunk in the front end? Yes, I do. And when you take off abruptly fast, is there a clunk too? Yes. Does it happen every time? No. Does it only happen when you abruptly stop and abruptly take off? Yes. Well, that's the lower control arms. I'm going to fix those with the, this estimate. Yeah. That's how the conversation is supposed to happen. Yeah. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. If you want to talk cars, you want to argue cars, or if you want to tell me a story, I'm in the storytelling mood. So give Don't us a call. Don't be arguing. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Air Park Auto Service. Nadine and Stacy opened Air Park Auto Service in 1985. Nadine and Stacy and my myself and my wife, Renee, we have been friends since then. They're on Raintree, just east of Hayden, just south of Bell. They're family-owned and operated. Stacy passed away, and Nadine runs the shop. And she's really good at running the shop. And she knows right from wrong, and she knows a, a good story from her text and a bad story. So if you're a female, especially if you're a female, and you're looking for a shop that's owned and operated by a female, then Air Park Auto Service is where I'd go. Air Park Auto Service has a, a large geographical area from North Scottsdale, from the Carefree down to Indian Bend, and from 56th Street to Fountain Hills. That's the area that Air Park Auto Services. That's a big area, but they're well capable of doing that. So no matter where you live in North Scottsdale, may I suggest Air Park Auto Service.
Hello, I'm Tom Brown for Benefit Air. Mike, I'm reading about Benefit Air clients on Yelp. Impressive. Thanks, Tom. We're really grateful when people recognize our emphasis on integrity, quality, and competent service. You know we're talking about the most expensive appliance in your home. Right. Let me read a comment here. Scotty in Scottsdale gives his full story, then says, quote, In short, these guys passed on work to save me money and to ensure the service was performed at a time when it would be best. I doubt many other companies would do that, unquote. Mike, it really makes me wonder just what you can do for someone right now that needs heating or AC service. Tom, when you call Benefit Air, we're always upfront about what to expect on both pricing and options. To find out how Benefit Air can help you with your own cooling and heating needs, call 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229, or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. What if I could tell you that a full-blown wildfire was going to occur tomorrow right where you live? Tell you exactly which neighborhoods it would engulf and how fast it would do it. The first thing you would do is talk with your loved ones and make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a wildfire will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you make a plan anyway? Visit azein.gov and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by DEMA, FEMA, and the Ad Council. The mechanic raised up from under my Welcome back, everybody. And my name is Mark Salem. It's 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And we're here taking calls and questions about cars, 602-508-0960. Let's go to the phones. Paul, Paul, you're up first. How is it I can help you today? Uh, well, can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can. Yes, uh, basically I'm calling regarding your uh, transfer case guy. Okay. And I have some thoughts about that. Oh, now, sure. I'm about what he, what he said, one thing that he said is that, that he took it apart and couldn't get figure out what to do, so he decided to take it to somebody else. Well, also, he mentioned that they put in the wrong seal, correct? Yes, he did. Well, when they bought the kit to rebuild that system, did he? They, and he said that they put in the wrong seal kit for a different trans, a, a similar one, but a different one. Now, did they? When they yes. bought the kit, possibly they, when they bought the kit, they came with the wrong bearings, also. Yes. And do you think maybe the wrong bearing was is allowing that? The drive shaft to flop around in there a little more than normal. You know, you you bring up a good point. You is bring up a good point. I, I've been trying to call you for the last thirty minutes trying to tell you that. Okay, well let, let's discuss this out loud because clearly you have an advanced knowledge of of this kind of stuff. Well, it's, I'm just I think a red that, tech mechanic. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, if I'm not quite sure it's a bearing, I think that rear drive shaft support is a bushing. But right. it comes with the kit. And right. if the bushing was bad, wouldn't he wipe the seal out and leak oil first before he spit the seal out? Well, you know what I'm saying? he wasn't really specific that saying that the actual seal blew completely out. Maybe he's just talking, saying that when he's referring to when it blows out, it just started leaking profusely. Oh, now see, I, you, I, you're exactly right. I, I see your point. How can, how can you possibly blow? I have never seen a seal blow out other than a, say, a uh, uh, people doing neutral drops or something in a transmission. <laughs> Blowing the back of the, uh, the, the bell housing off, I mean the tail housing off. Right, And you're right. This was a matter of semantics, I think. 
right. think what you and I are agreeing on is when he said that the rear seal's blowing out, I thought physically it was blowing out. Right. He could have very well said that it was leaking profusely, and he right. used that descriptive word. Right. Now, you yeah, are exactly a right. Little little language barrier between somebody that uses technical knowledge such as yourself to somebody that, you know, is using a term that, you know, that they came up with, you know, and they kind of yeah. blew out. Yeah, it blew out. Well, it just started leaking bad. It didn't actually blow out. So those... So that would be my question for him, and then the other question would be to go to back to the people that rebuilt, that put it back together for him, and find out if they used the rebuild kit that came out of the one that went along with the wrong seal. And and let me let me narrow that down for you. And I have two things. Number one, I used the terminology "spit the seal out." To kind of create the picture for my for my listeners because radio right. doesn't have visual, oh, so I'm, I'm I'm using that and I I was hoping that that would, but and and his name was Morgan. Yeah, hopefully he's still listening because yeah, maybe he that and, will help him. And he needs to go back and he needs to ask them if there's play if there's the wrong bushing in the right. output shaft of that transfer case because if they did order the wrong kit then they got the wrong bushing and in reality you could take that yoke. And it would move around quite a bit. And right. and we would say to him, Morgan, if you mean that it blew the seal out, that the seal continues to leak again and again, but physically it's still in the tail shaft housing, and he says yes, then I'm going to say, Paul is the one that fixed it. <laughs> well, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Also, have him, uh, also if you're listening there, Mr., uh, have your drive shaft balanced before you put it back in. Really yeah, yeah, that's exactly. And I've had that issue before. I've switched out well, uh, uh, joints and had the thing vibrate really bad, and had to take it out and go get a balance. Okay, and there's a so. there's a drive shaft company in Mesa that we have used before that we think is a pretty good company. But thank you very good. much, Paul. Hey, Morgan, I hope you're still listening because Paul did bring up a really good case. Jim, you're up next. How can we help you, Jim? Yeah, you know, Mark, I've got a '97 Chevrolet Tahoe. It's a four-wheel drive. And okay. the, four-wheel, the four-wheel drive doesn't work very well. It, it, it's like if I get on a forest road with a little bit of mud or snow, I don't have a lot of confidence that I'll be able to make it through. And so I'm looking to want to try to maybe upgrade that system or improve it a little bit. It seems like that existing limited slip differential in the rear just doesn't engage very fast. I think maybe that's part of it, but I didn't know if you okay. had. And, and the in the front differential, I think is just an open differential, and I'm just not sure okay. what I can do to kind of improve that four wheel drive a little bit. Okay, makes- okay, <laughs> a couple of different, a couple of different things. Okay. With your '97, you have a shifter on the floor that says four low, four high, neutral, and two high, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, we need to first make sure that that is working and placing the transfer case in the appropriate gear. And if I were doing that, I'd go to a dirt road and I'd put it in two-wheel high and I'd have my wife stand next to the back of the vehicle and I'd trump the the throttle to the floor and I would want to see only one or both of the back wheels spin. Then I'd put it in four-wheel low and I'd pull forward to lock the hubs and then I'd stomp it again and I would want to see in the dirt road I'm in, I would want to see spin marks. Now, 
your limited slip differential is going to have to gain some RPM before it locks the clutches and sends power to both rear wheels. It's right. not going to do it at two miles an hour. We need to get them moving, and we need to load that rear axle a little bit. You really only have three-wheel drive. You only have, at the very best, if you have a locking rear end, limited slip differential, you've got both of the rears and only one of the front working for you. All and right. there's nothing you can do short of spending thousands of dollars to have an air locker installed in the front, and that would be silly. So the, the couple of things. I understand the confidence issue, but drop the air pressure a little bit when you're out there doing that. I, I don't know what you're putting in your tires now, but I'm guessing 35. Yeah, and actually, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, on the highway, I'm running about 40, and I'll drive down to 35. Okay. Um, and if you're going to be out in the, and if you have a way to pump them back up, a small battery-powered air compressor or something like if you take a propane tank out there that's filled with compressed air, and you can, but you can run those at 25 when you're out in low traction conditions, and that's fine. 25 is the minimum you can run a tire. No tire is designed to run below 25 miles an hour. So 25 miles an hour, we we lower the tires a little bit. That gives us a little fatter footprint. We're in four-wheel drive low, and we know we got three tires working for us. Three wheels are going to be powered. So, and on the differential, I promise you, if you put that in four-wheel low and you go tromp on it, you're going to get one of the front tires to spin and leave a mark, and you're going to get both of them to spin and leave a mark. And if you don't, then the question is, is why not? Then what I'd do is put it up on a rack, and I would apply the parking brake on one side, and I would want the differential to overcome the parking brake, and then I'd do the other side, and I'd want it to overcome that. Now, you might even just apply the parking brake with the butt end up in the air, apply it hard, put it in four-wheel. Well, if you put it in four-wheel low, the front tires are going to drag you, so you can't do that. You have to use a hoist, but you can test it on a hoist. So anyway, thank you very much. Jim and Anthony, you stay right there because you're my first caller. We're going to have about a two-and-a-half, three-minute break, and then, Anthony, I'm going to get to you. If you'd like to join us, you can, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Larry Harker's auto repair, and I'll tell you why they're special. It's because Bob is a diagnostician second to very few guys I know. He can find and fix problems that very few other techs can have. So we'll talk about Bob when we come back right after this. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserit paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. 
The other customers push their vehicles so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. Well, I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No. How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org slash flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here to help you out. 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about Larry Harker's Auto. First, let me tell you, I'm not the only guy in town that can diagnose your car. I promise you, if you want the list of shops that can diagnose your car, fix your car, repair your car, and going to treat you fairly, then go to my website, MarkSalem.com. MarkSalem.com. There's lots of shops throughout this valley. There's 20 or 30 of them that are on my list that can fix your car correctly, and if they can't, they'll send you to somebody who can. But let me tell you about Larry Harkers, who's been on our list for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. They started in 1967. They're at 38th Avenue and Indian School, and Bob and Ellen run Larry Harkers. Ellen runs the front counter. Bob runs the shop. I want to tell you, he is in my top five guys. I'm not even quite sure I'm as good as he is. He has the tenacity of a bloodhound, and he has the ability to to eke out the smallest symptom that makes the repair easy to find in his communication with the customer. So if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue Indian School, he does oil changes. But if you're anywhere in the valley and you've taken it to everybody in the world and no one can fix it, you take it to Bob at Larry Harker's Auto Repair. All righty, let's go to Anthony. Anthony, thank you for holding. How can I help you? 
Yes, sir. My heater's not working. And I took it to uh, a Nissan dealership, and they're telling me that I have to change the, the pump or something, the heater pump. Okay. The actuator, the actuator underneath the dash is clicking in the morning time when the, when the engine is cold. So the actuator clicks. Okay. So well, here's the, the here's the most well here's the most important part. The we're going to open and close different vent doors to give you heat, and we're going to open and close different valves to send hot water through the heater core. So there's going to be two small hoses that go through the firewall and probably closer to the passenger side of the car, and after you drive the car for 20 or 30 minutes. I want you to pop the hood or, or stop by an auto repair shop and say, tell me where the two heater hoses are, and I want to know if one of them's hot and the other's cold or if they're both cold or if they're both hot, and I'll tell you why. Because if one of them is hot and one of them is cold, the reason you don't have a heater is because we don't have flow. So the heater core is plugged up or the heater control valve is stuck shut. If they're both hot and you don't have any air, then you have an activator underneath the dash that's causing you problems. It's giving uh -huh. you cold air, and it doesn't open to give you warm air. Uh -huh. So the real trick of all of this is, is after you drive it for 30 minutes to grab a hold of those two heater hoses and make sure they're both hot. Okay. And and if you if you take it, any no matter where the shop is, here's what happens. What did they quote you to repair? Did they quote you to repair something under the hood or something under the dash? Uh, they they quoted me something. Uh, I don't know what they the quote was for. I think it was that pump thing, but they quoted it at $596. Okay. okay. Um, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about, but I think I would spend $25 and get a second estimate. Uh -huh. I, I yeah, think yeah, I would, I would really get a down. second estimate. I'm not taking yeah. it back down there. They're crooks because... Uh, well, another thing, another issue I had was I had to light the the dash light, the four wheel drive light on the dash was was on, it's still on all the time. So I took it down okay. there to them. They called my insurance company. They they took it down back in the shop and they ran all the tests on it and said that the four wheel drive wasn't engaging when the uh, when the engine when the, when the engine when it was working. He said it was just okay. probably the harness, the harness, and but they changed the four they changed the motor mount. To fix that problem. Okay. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain a situation like that, but if it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, it's time to find another shop. What what part of town do you live in? Uh, West Valley. Okay. Well, um, if you go to MarkSalem.com and click on the best car repair shops list, I've got guys in the West Valley that can help you diagnose that. So I would I would just get a second opinion. If you're uncomfortable, get a second opinion. Thank you for holding through the, the break for me, Anthony. I really appreciate that. All righty, let's move on to Ahmed. Ahmed, how are you this morning? What can we do for you? I'm doing well, uh, Mark. I have a 2004 BMW. It's a 325, and it does have high mileage on it, but it's well-maintained and runs well. And the question I have really has to do with the oil interval change. You know, they recommended okay. it 15,000 using synthetic oil and all of that. Over the years, that pretty much split the difference, going 7,500 miles before okay. I change your that. What's your recommendation, given the high mileage and so forth? Well, how many miles does it have on it? About 177,000 miles. Okay, and how many quarts of oil does it use in the 7,500? 
You know, just about none, very little. Okay, all right. Let me tell you, okay, I'm an oil expert. I've testified in court as being an oil expert, and I, I'm, I've been trained by Vaveline. So I, I can intelligently discuss this with you. There's three kinds of oils. Conventional oil has an oil change interval from three to 5,000 miles. That's the old Quaker State, the Penn's oil, the Vaveline, the Chevron, the Mobile. It's called conventional. Then we right. have a blended oil, and the blended oil is a little bit of conventional oil and a little bit of synthetic, but none of them will tell you if it's a 90-10 <laughs> or if it's a 10-90 or if it's a 50-50. They won't tell you that. But that's the blended that has a 7,500-mile oil change interval. Then you get to the full-blown synthetics, and the synthetics start at 10 and go to 15. Now, Mobile has a 10. Their synthetic goes, they have one synthetic that goes, it's Mobile 1, it goes to 10,000 or one year, but if you buy the gold label Mobile 1, it goes to 15,000 and one year. So Mobile's putting that one year behind it, and I think that's a good idea. Although I don't sell Mobile oil, I think that's a good idea. So in your case, when you change, when you put synthetic in and you change it at 7,500 miles, I think that's a bad idea. I think you should not do that because that's like buying the steak and only eating half of it. Right. You're right. you're wasting the other half of the oil. Why don't you put a blended oil in there? And I'll tell you what, our oil changes on a blended oil are like forty four, forty five dollars. How much are you spending for a synthetic? Um, I think the fixed course I have to put it comes to about just over seventy bucks, and then there's the labor and the oil filter. Right, and I think we're the same amount. What's our synthetic? Well, yeah, it's between 75 and 85, just depending on how many quarts, quarts you need. It takes. But that includes the labor and, and the, the filter. filter. Yeah. yeah. So ours is 75, 85, maybe 90 in some cases. But my point is, is you're just eating half the steak. So you you, you got a couple of choices. You can go to a 5,000 mile oil change and just use a conventional oil. You can stay at your 7,500, but I want you to go to a blended oil. But I don't want you to put a 10,000 or a 15,000-mile oil in it and then change it at 7,500. That car doesn't love you. It doesn't know that you're doing that. So just don't waste your money. That's the whole purpose of the conversation is don't waste your money. Yep, that's why I called, and thanks for your answer. All right. Thank you very much, Ahmed. Thank you very much. Well, automatic transmission exchange is on my on my list uh, of the best car repair shops, and I'll tell you why. Phil's been in the Valley since 1968. Phil's been at 40th Street in Washington since 1968. Phil knows transmissions. He knows transfer cases. He knows lots of things. He's really very good at what he does, and you only have to look at that old gray-haired son of a gun to know that he's been around the block more than once. He's really good at what he does, and he wouldn't have been in business since 1968 in the same spot unless he was good. So if you live in the central Phoenix area or anywhere in the valley and you want one of the very best transmission shops in the valley, then go to Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. We'll be right back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. 
They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. When a belt drive blows out at 3 in the morning, who's got your back? Granger's got your back. When you need safety products to help prevent job site injuries, Granger's got your back. When you need to keep a business running or a facility or a school or a factory, Granger's got your back. Whatever you need, whenever you need it, Granger's got your back. I love Granger. You know why? Because Granger's got my back. Call, click Granger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog. He was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like ribbit and i saw an owl too then i played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles like wet water then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long oh that's a uh, pretty cool too this weekend unplug getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family to find the forest nearest you go to discovertheforest.org Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Renee Salem, and we're here to take your car questions. I forgot to give you the phone number, but I'm going to do that now, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Every Saturday from 10 to 12, we're here talking about cars. We're here live. These shows are live. They probably have me on a five-second delay or seven-second delay just in case my wife says any bad words. No. I was going to say in case you do. And, uh, <laughs> I don't say bad words. Yeah. We're, we're well-known in, in our circle of friends as Snow White and Jack the Ripper. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that that's probably a pretty good description of me. And Snow White sitting here next to me, that's a pretty good description of her. If the girls wanted, you know, the girls when they were younger, they would say at 10 years old, they'd say, Mark Mom, Salem. can we go to don't, the football game? Say this and then story can we go again. to the beer party? Listen to you. We go to the beer party afterwards, Renee would say, go ask your father. <laughs> That's such a fabrication of this true story. Mark. They were 10 years old and wanting to go to a boondocker party with the head beer, and she said, go ask your father. That's oh, the truth. that is not true. All righty. Well, let me tell you the truth about Action Auto Repair. He's up on Deer Valley and I-17. He's on the northwest corner. He's been around since 1983. His name is Tom. I know him personally, as I do all the shop owners. I know he's honest. He's dependable. He's not going to sell you stuff you don't need. You're not going to walk in there and get a laundry list of things that you need for your car that tunes the to the tune of a thousand or two thousand dollars ain't going to happen if they see a problem they're going to sit down with you they're going to talk to you about it and tell you what the time frame is they're going to give you an estimate and they're going to match your symptoms to the repair that has to happen on virtually everything there has to be symptoms for the repair so action auto again action auto north phoenix area deer valley area i-17 and 
and uh, Deer Valley Northwest Corner. He has Massey Master Certified Technicians, and and he wants to to interact with you so that you know what they're doing, you know why they're doing it, and you know what to expect on future repairs. That's Action Auto Repair I-17 and Deer Valley. Who is that? Jim. Jim, good morning to you. How can I help you? Uh, Mark, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good. I have a Mini Cooper Clubman that the engine light is on most of the time. I brought it in, they hooked it up to a computer, and they say that it's the thermostat. Um, okay. And in the, old, in the old days, I've changed many a thermostat with two bolts of gasket and about a buck and a quarter for the parts. They mm-hmm. say they say this thermostat is some kind of a unit, electronic unit of some sort, cost about 500 bucks with labor to put it in. I guess my question is, other than trusting the computer, is there a way to know if it is, in fact, the thermostat? You know, the car functions perfectly, there's no problem, but that's what they say it is. Okay. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. The computer's going to monitor coolant temperature, and we want the coolant temperature to be 220 to 240. No longer do we want it to be 180, 190, 200. That's way too cold. So we know hotter engine oil and hotter engines produce more power with less gasoline. So the computer's going to monitor your temperature of your engine. Well, if it constantly sees 195, 185, then it's going to set the light and say, hey, we got a problem I think is the thermostat. I think it's the thermostat because I think the thermostat's stuck wide open. And because of that, I'm seeing these really cold temperatures. So the computer sets the code and says, you know what, I think the, the thermostat is the problem. But really and truly, it could be a whole lot of things. It could be that one of the fans is stuck on and keeping the engine unusually cold. It can also be that the thermostat is working properly, but the temperature sending unit that talks to the computer and gives it the temperature is defective. So there's lots that needs to be done before you do this. Now, do you have a temperature gun, one of those that you point at something and you pull the trigger and the little red dot and it tells you what the temperature is? I don't. Go to Harbor Freight and buy one. They're, I don't know, they're cheap, $10, $12. $20. $20? Yeah. Are you correcting me again? I am. Well, I'm the one that bought it, probably the last one. Well, let me, let me tell you what we do is people with motorhomes, their average bills is always in the thousands, and that that is a device that I believe every motorhome owner should use, and I explain to them how to use it on overheats, the tire temperature. They can even cook a steak. They can set their refrigerator temperature. That's a, That piece of equipment is the most amazing. But what I want you to do is I want you to get one of those, and when you drive around, I want Guess you to get a motor, the bottom I have a motorhome, too, so that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, that'd be perfect. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. And if you need a shop, then you call me, and I'll get you a shop that does motorhome work. But you're going to gun the top and the lower bottom, uh, uh, the top and bottom radiator hoses on a regular basis. Okay. I want to see those top and bottom radiator hoses at 220 and 230 on a regular basis, unless it's like 20 degrees outside, and then you're going to know that the motor's not going to be fully warmed up. This is after running we need it for to, a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I want you to use it. I want you to... now. Another thing that I would do is, is I would take the radiator cap off or I would disconnect the hose at the top of the radiator and I would not want any flow at this on a cold startup. And what we usually do is we took, take a piece of, of big plastic hose and we take the upper hose off and we kind of stick it in there. We stick the upper hose into this clear piece. 
we start the thing up. Now, if the thermostat is shut like it should, cold in the morning, would you expect there to be any circulation in the cool, cooling system? No. Bingo. You're exactly right. So if there is circulation <laughs> first thing in the morning, then the thermostat is truly stuck open. That supports their diagnosis. Now, as far as your $500 deal, I can promise you, you can get that done a lot cheaper. I can promise you that you can knock 20% off that bill. Okay. So I think what you do is, is here's the problem. You can't walk into a shop and tell them to do that after they bid that for $400, because if it doesn't fix your problem and it's really the temperature sender, then you're in big trouble. Right. So I think what you do is you shop their estimate, then you call them back and say, you know what, I'm bidding exactly what you said, a gallon of coolant, this thermostat housing, the labor to, to, to replace it, and I got an estimate of 380. Would you, uh, would you reevaluate your estimate and call me back? That's okay. a nice way to say, would you reevaluate your estimate and call me back? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, dri- sure you I'm, got driving, right. I'm driving a big BMW, and that little Mini Cooper that I have costs as much to repair as the BMW does. Well, it's it's... It's the new technology, and I want to tell you something. The days of two bolts and a gasket thermostats are long gone. It's not uncommon for us to spend 100 to $300 on some of these crazy cars to replace the thermostat. So was that was only 30 years ago, I told you about. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> no, but I think you're right. All the way up until the year about 2005, everything was pretty simple, 70, well, from the 60s to 2005, we still had two-bolt thermostats, but probably the mid that mid-decade there of the generation of 2000, it's it's an ugly situation. So it is embarrassing to give someone an estimate for four or five hundred dollars for a thermostat, when in reality they have gray hair and they've worked on cars and they're standing in front of you. But I think what okay. needs to be done is you take that customer outside and you say, I pulled a thermostat out of parts. Here's the housing. Here's the assembly. There it is underneath there. I have to replace that. And then you look them in the eye and you say, I'm not going to let you call me back and say, oh, by the way, we found another part bad. Because when you do that, that means the thermostat didn't fix the problem, and now you really did fix the problem. So you don't get two shots at me, buddy or lady. You get one. So I want to know that you're going to fix my problem for this estimate, and you're not going to call me back with something else. Because here's, here's the deal. If they really did misdiagnose your problem, they have to pay for that second repair themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. Or they'll try to get you to pay for it, but yeah. That's, so, that's so. called self... So let me be clear. If I get one of these guns and I'm shooting the top and the bottom at 220 or 240, what does it mean then? A sensor? Well, that means that it, it typically means that the computer's getting bad information. So the question then is, is find the sensor. Here's how we find it. You're not going to believe this. I'm going to plug my scanner into your car, and I'm going to monitor the coolant temperature, the coolant temperature, the CT sensor, CTS, coolant uh-huh. temperature sensor. Okay, so if I don't know where it's at, I'm just going to disconnect sensors one at a time in in all the different cooling jackets. And when I disconnect it, it'll go to a minus 38 degrees. I'll plug it back in. It'll come back to 220, and I go, there's the one I'm looking for. (laughs) Trial and error. That's what, well, really most of us know where that's going to be. The temperature sender has three wires to it, not one, not two, but it'll typically have three, and it'll be very close to the thermostat housing. 
So we all pretty much know where they're at. But you're still paying us $125 an hour because we know where it's at and you don't. Right. So all right, um, well, let me let me offer much. you um sure. let me let me offer you what part of town do you live in? North Scottsdale. Oh boy. I don't have anybody up there, but I, I will tell you that I, I I think you should call Buyer Motor Works. B-E-Y-E-R. Yep, okay. Buyer Motor Works, and you'll notice that Buyer Motor Works says BMW. Okay. He's an independent shop down, on, what's that airfield? Uh, it's Stellar. in Chandler, Stellar Air Park. He's near the Stellar, it's a small private airplane, air, air park. It's on Chandler Boulevard and like Price, somewhere around okay. there. He works on just BMWs and Mini Coopers. I would run this situation through him and have him bid that thermostat and see what he says. I think if he can beat it by significant money, then it might be worth your time to drive from North Scottsdale to Chandler Boulevard. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you very much. You've been very helpful. You're welcome, Jim. Good luck to you. All righty. We got anybody else, Gil? All righty. So we want to talk about the Christmas uh, Club again for for certainly the last 20 years. My wife and I and all the repair shops on our, not all of them, but the majority of them on our best car repair shops list have given back during Christmas because we're all very grateful for the businesses and the trust that that you've bestowed upon us. So this year I think we've raised three or $4,000. Mm-hmm. Mark and Renee, my wife and myself, we we're going to match the highest number, and I think the highest number right now is nine fifty or a thousand bucks. Right. So we're going to match that. We ask lots of churches and lots of social service agencies to give us the names of families that typically only have one parent. So there's either a mother or a father. These kids are probably not going to have a great Christmas because of the economic uh, situation that the father or the mother's in. So what we do is is we take that money and the wives and the husbands. We go shopping for those kids because the church and the social service agencies tell us who the kid's name is, how old he is, what he wants, and shirt sizes and pants sizes, stuff like that. We go get that, and then we make sure those kids have a Christmas. Um, 100% of the money is spent for the kids. There is no expenses, no gas money, no credit card fees, no nothing. 100% of the money is spent on the kids. At the end of the day, we send everybody who participated a complete list of every single receipt we have. And we send them pictures of the bags that we make, sometimes 50 or 100 bags oh, yeah. um, that we make that have the kids in there. And then we give it to the churches and the social service agencies that give it to the family for Christmas. Yeah. If you'd like to join us, you can. Um, the easy way to join us is call Andy at, at our office. Andy is my daughter, and the phone number is Salem Boys Auto, 480 is 480-598-1234. You can call Andy and tell her you want to participate, and she'll tell you how. We take credit cards because we'll run them through our business, mm-hmm. but the credit card receipt will say Salem Boys Auto, but it's going to be for your Christmas. If you'd like to join us, you can. This is the first year we've opened it up to other people. So if you're feeling you're feeling kind of blessed about how uh, the Lord's treated you, if you're feeling kind of gracious and you're wondering why the Lord's bestowed good things upon you and you want to know what you can do, then you can help us help them. So, again, none of the expense, none of the money goes towards any expenses at all. 100% of the money we raise goes towards the kids. So it's called the Secret Santa Club, and if you want to be a part of it, then you can. Talk to Andy, or it's Andy at SalemBoysAuto.com. Andy, A-N-D-I, at SalemBoysAuto.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.